Hey there, freaks, geeks, and everyone in between. Welcome to another episode of Wake and Jake. I know it's been a while since I've done one for you guys, and I sincerely do apologize. I just want to do some house cleaning stuff at the top of this episode real quick. Um, as a lot of you guys saw on my social media yesterday, today is fucking uh, no, I almost said November. God, I'm not, do I smoke that much? Um, <laughs> God, no, it's March 3rd. 2022 and yesterday i posted on my story that i was taking a little hiatus because of my mental health and coincidentally i got the opportunity to reach out for help today and that's why i'm doing this episode because even reaching out for help I feel a lot more myself than I have recently. And that's something that's been really, that's really mind boggling for me right now. And makes me feel really good because just knowing that someone else knows about my problems, what's bothering me, what I'm going through, really. In other words, I saw that people care about me. Something I've been really needing. And I know this is a little depressing, but I just thought I'd let you guys know because everything in the world right now, it is taking its toll on people. Um, I know firsthand Seeing videos of dead Russians, dead Ukrainians, combat, buildings being blown up. It's taking a toll. It really has. I see it on other people around me. I've talked to other people about it. Everyone's concerned about it. Because it may not be affecting us right now, but there's always the possibility that it will. and. I know that's a, you shouldn't be thinking about what ifs, but with something like this, this is one of those things where you do have to think what if, because I'm not saying it's going to happen, but this is the first time, at least in my life, it's been this close. And you can't ignore that. You can't. As I've starting to understand, you can't ignore elephants in rooms, especially one that is that big. Sorry, I don't really know what I'm saying right now. But what I'm, the short way of what I'm trying to say is I know it's taking a toll on me. And if it's taking a toll on you, please reach out to someone. Because what's going on isn't worth your mental health struggling. It, you not being you right now will affect other people. And if you reach out, you may help someone who is being affected right now as well. And you never know. You may be the saving grace for someone to vent. 
that gives them any opportunity to say what they need to say about how they feel about Ukraine or even just their life. Because this is a very, very hard time to live through right now. We're on the back end of a two-year-long pandemic where the country, the world has been shut down. And this is the first time in two years where it was starting to feel a little bit normal. And then now we've been thrust onto the forefront and cusp of World War III. So believe what you believe. I know there's a lot of dividing politics about what's going on in Russia and Ukraine right now, which is very, very ignorant on both fucking sides. I don't want to get into too much politics on this show. That's more for drunk, stoned, and uninformed. But don't, don't use death as a political flex point, really. Because the more you push and push, the worse it's going to make people not want to talk to each other. I don't know about a lot of you guys, but I don't work with people who fully agree with my political opinions. And I'm not saying they do see that stuff and start thinking negatively about me. But you don't know who else has seen it. You don't know what the mindset of other people who already think of one side as bad. Being told these people don't think what's going on in Russia is real. All because some asshole refuses to admit that the media can be right about certain things when it's not just media reporting on it. It's independent journalists. It's you have DevGrew, which is run by a Navy SEAL. For those who don't know, DevGrew is basically SEAL Team 6. And you have their Instagram page, which is mainly supposed to be the history of SEAL Team 6. And some other stuff about other things the team has done and other SEAL teams who are part of DevGrew have done. But they're posting about this. They're sharing information they have from people who were there. This is more than just the media reporting this. And if you fail to acknowledge that and you think this is a partisan thing, you are a fucking idiot. But on to other stuff. Um, well, not other stuff, really. It's it's still involved with what's going on in Eastern Europe right now. But actually, no, I'm going to get into something funny and talk about something real fun first. Um, for those of you that don't know, I went to the Drinking Bros Hard AF launch party down in Austin, Texas, which is not a sponsor, but they should be. Um, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to endorse this product. I'm not sponsored by them. I'm not being paid to say any of the stuff I'm saying right now. But it is honestly the most delicious alcoholic beverage I have ever tried. And for those of you who listen to the show, you know I love Deep Eddie Vodka. And this seltzer blows any drink I can make with Deep Eddie out of the water. Like, and your boy loves his lemonade. But this seltzer is so fucking good. It tastes like you got Sprite at Sonic and added either vanilla and strawberry, um, peach, blue raspberry, or just regular Sprite. 
because it is that good. Um, they are 8% ABV, so they get you super fucked up. I know the night of the Super Bowl, I had probably seven or eight of them. For those of you that don't count, White Claw is 4% alcohol. I had the equivalent of either 14 to 16 White Claws on top of three shots, three mixed drinks, however edibles I actually took myself that I didn't share, and my little trusty weed pen. So I was super fucked up that night. And honestly, I had so much fun. I appreciate everyone I got to meet out there. I got to meet my boy, Bill Schofield. For those of you who've listened to the show before, you know, he's been on here, the host of Nooner Nation. Uh, We got to hang out in person, which is really, really fun. I got to meet some of the other Nooners. Um, Really fun people. I enjoyed hanging out with them. I got most of them very, very high with me because for those who know, I'm the little weed fairy. Um, even when I'm down in Tejas, I had fucking marijuana on me. I had two kinds of edibles and two kinds of wheat pens. And yeah, if you partook with me, thank you. I enjoyed it. I got to smoke with a lot of real cool people. I don't want to name drop them, any of them, but there's one that I embarrassed myself in front of because I thought he was just wearing a shirt for the company he owns. And, yeah, that was really cool. Um, I've gotten to meet people that I've only heard about in podcasts, seen on podcasts. And I I just want to say thank you to you guys because I was considering ending Wake and Jake and telling Wyatt I don't feel like doing Drunk Stone and Uninformed anymore and just kind of falling back into a mundane life. But you guys, for those who told me you listen to my show, you know who I am. I fucking appreciate the shit out of you guys. You guys reignited that flame. I know I didn't post last couple weeks because the week I got back from Austin, I got super fucking sick. I don't know if you guys listened to the episode of my other show, Drunk Stone and Uninformed with Wyatt, but I was so fucking sick in that episode. And after that, It just got worse. I ended up having to take a day and a half off work. Um, Yeah, Uh, you guys can still probably hear it in my voice a little bit. I'm not 100% back. And yeah, I don't know what I had. I think I may have had cedar fever, but everyone else around me here in Albuquerque is getting sick now. So I'm thinking it may have been something else. I took a ton of COVID tests and it wasn't COVID. So who the fuck knows? What are them liberals doing down there in Texas? Getting all them good, honest, hardworking Americans sick. I am joking. Please don't take that seriously. I don't honestly think that Democrats are. Yeah. But, yeah, I had so much fun in Austin. Um, I got to watch Iconoblast premiere with Coop and Joel, Bill Schofield, and Boston Joe which was a fucking great time. Um, had so much fun. I stayed at the studio till like 1, 12, 31 o'clock drinking with Joel and Boston Joe. 
Um, great fucking guys. If you haven't checked out Iconoblast or I think Boston Joe does Tailgate Legends. I think that's his only show. If, if he has any other shows, I'll put them in the description because I'll go and look. But go support them. They're great dudes. Go follow them on Instagram. Joel R. Brenner at Boston Joe at Coop Newcomb at Bill Schofield or at Nooner Nation. Go support his podcast too. Yeah. Um, that's all I have to pretty much say about Austin other than I, I just can't get over how good of a time I had. Um, just meeting all of you guys was so much fun. Uh, the first time I went to Austin, I don't think I got to meet any other drinking bros. So it was just me hanging out with Coop and Joel the whole time, which was still really fun. But meeting other people from the community was fucking something else. I got to meet. Uh, oh, yeah. I also got to meet Beth and Greg from the bars open with Beth and Greg. Go support them. Beth or, or Greg was my first video guest. So me and him did my Halloween episode together. I got to meet him in person. I love that guy. He is so fucking cool. He is a great time to be around. Him and Beth are honestly some of the most nice, genuine people I've ever met in my life. They opened up their Airbnb to all of us. And it was family. And yeah, I'm just so thankful for the Drinking Bros community. I'm so thankful for all of you. Um, if I forgot to sh shout out your name, no, I probably didn't forget. I just don't want to. I don't know if it's okay to say your name on the show. So if I'm talking about you and you know I'm talking about you and it's okay to say your name, let me know. If it's not okay, let me know. But other than that, let's get back into what I wanted to talk about um, with the whole Russia-Ukraine thing. We're really seeing something that I don't think I've seen, at least in my modern life. Um, we're seeing the president of the Ukraine, Vladimir Zelensky, who is a comedian, performer, basically jackass clown. He played piano with his dick, um, <laughs> which honestly, like I said on my Instagram story, if someone who could play piano with their dick ran for president in the United States, I would fucking vote for them in a heartbeat, a heartbeat. But off that, back to what he's doing. I'm trying to find a way to phrase this. We're seeing leadership, that of which I have not seen in my lifetime. We are seeing a man who has everything to lose. His family, his life, his country, everything. But he is staying there in his country as an act of solidarity after being offered to be evacuated. He is showing his people that he is there with them to fight, to suffer. And this is a phrase those of you from the military that listen may be pretty used to, but leading from the front is Vladimir Zelensky is a perfect example of that. We, are, we saw last year in October when Afghanistan crumbled, President Ghani fleed the country and took millions. Let the Taliban wreak havoc, 
told his military to stand down. But we look at Vladimir Zelensky, who I don't, I know the pictures of him in full kit are propaganda. I know they were taken in 2019. But the fact that he even decided to remain in the country after being offered evacuation by the United States shows a real strong sense of leadership and what's right. And this leadership in the front, leading from the front isn't something that should only be taking place on the battlefield or in the military, it's something that should be everywhere. Because when you have a leader who is down in the trenches with their subordinates, who is working just as hard, if not harder, who is the first one there every day and the last one to leave, you have a lot stronger, what's the word for this? You have a lot stronger of a subordinate under him because they respect their boss a lot more because they see that he doesn't see himself as better than them just because he's the leader. And that's something I myself have experienced quite frequently because I, and like many who with me who've worked in the, who mainly only worked in the restaurant industry and food service, you've had a lot of very young and somewhat power trippy managers. I know myself personally have had quite a bit, um, especially going between subway and the airport. I, God, we use the airport as an example. The manager I had was, I think he's 27 years old. Uh, He had been a chef before like not an actual chef but like sous chef and he did not have very good leadership skills he would see us struggling and wouldn't offer to help uh like one example i'll use is here in albuquerque we have the international balloon fiesta which is the biggest tourist draw in the whole state out of the whole year um I think it's something like fucking 1.2 million people come to the city a year just to see it. And that's in the span of a week. <laughs> the whole event lasts one week. And the population of the city grows by about 1.2 million. And for those that don't know, a lot of those people come in through the airport where your boy was working. And Normally, the Albuquerque Sunport would see around, I think it was five to 6,000 travelers a day, which was pretty decent. It, it would get busy in the morning, but the afternoons would slow down and you'd be able to catch your breath, clean, get everything you need to done. But for the balloon fiesta, we, we would get about 10 to 16,000 people coming through the airport a day, which if you don't feel like doing the math, it's about double and double 0.5 of what we would normally see. 
So it would get hectic. Like we'd have a line halfway down the concourse for our fucking coffee shop. And the manager would go do his rounds every day. He'd manage, he managed my store and the same restaurant or coffee shop name on the other side of security. I'm not going to name names because I, you know, fuck it. Black Mesa coffee. Um, he doesn't work there anymore. It's great, great, great shit. And so I was at the one on post-security side, which was called A Concourse or A Cart. And I think it was like 7 a.m. Or no, he came by around 5.36, maybe even 6.30. Did his normal little morning. Hey, guys, how are you? Um, it's going to be busy today. Here's the paperwork of how many people are flying through. Um, gave us the list of flights for what time Southwest flights would be departing from what gates because we were, we were able to get that. So we know like when people can go on breaks, when people can go home early if they need to, just so you don't burn away labor. And he did his normal morning thing, but today was a little different because it was a 17,000 17, people day. Um, which I think it was the Friday before the weekend, before the first week of the Bloom Fiesta. So I think it was, say it's Friday and then Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday is the first day. And he did his rounds and then disappeared. And we got hit with the most insane rush ever. Normally, you wouldn't get rushes like when planes would depart it, because, you know, if, if you've flown, you just want to fucking get going. But for this, it was different because I don't know why, but for some reason, people were getting off their planes and getting in line to get food. And then people were coming to depart like the normal travelers we'd get. Because we had regulars like this is really surprising. We would have people that we would see every single fucking day. And. It's not airport employees. It was people who were flying. Um, I don't think I quite can grasp having a job like that. But it, it would be insane. So we'd had we had our normal traffic on top of people who would work at the air who worked at the airport who would come get their coffee there, and as well as travelers who were coming in. Um, I guess it's because word got out that we had the flight attendants on Southwest bless their hearts, which is way to say go fuck yourself um told the passengers about this really good green chili stew that we served which i will admit is pretty legendary it's it's good i'm not it's really good but they fucked us bad because we didn't serve our soup till afternoon but we had a bunch of angry people demanding the soup so we had to warm up the soup which took like 30 minutes. So this made the line go way deeper. And because of this, we'd had shit. We'd have three cashiers, two people making drinks and one person making food. We, that day we had three people making drinks, three cashiers, and three people making food. Cause we pulled from the bakery location and closed it for the day just so we could have all the staff at that store. 
because it was insane. I think by the end of the day, I was the, I was one of the cashiers that day. Sorry. Um, where was I? Where was I? Where was I? Yeah, I was a cashier that day. Um, normally, on a busy day, we would ring through probably about three to five thousand dollars each on our registers. That day, the three of us rang up sixty-five thousand dollars worth of sales through our POSs. Which I don't know about you guys, but when I was running a subway, my store didn't even make that a fucking year. Um, a week, my store made about four to five thousand, which is insane when I think about it now, because. We'd open at 5.30 a.m. And I would leave the store by 12.30, 1 o'clock. That day, I didn't leave the, the coffee shop till about 2.30 in the afternoon. I had been up since like midnight the night before because I went to bed at like 3.30, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, sometimes 8 o'clock. And I'd wake up early because, you know, I went in early. I had to be there at 3 in the morning. Sorry, I'm rambling about this, but God, if back to what I was saying about leadership from the front. So this guy disappeared. Straight up disappeared. We had to pull the catering guy who whose job was it to make the catering meals for in flight for Delta. We pulled him from his job. We closed the bakery location at the supervisor's behest. But we couldn't find the manager. We'd call his cell phone. His phone was off. Later came to find out he took a, quote, working lunch with the director of operations that lasted from, I think it's 7 a.m. to noon. And they were actively seeing how much we were ringing through and did not go offer to help, which we really needed because him deciding not to be a leader and lead from the front nearly lost us our contract with Delta Airlines. So it really does have ripple effects, whether you want to acknowledge it or not. If you're in a leadership position, everything you do has consequences. Being the guy like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow, or I don't feel like doing it because it's I hate this phrase. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And I only use it jokingly. That's not my job. It's not in my job description. But leadership from the front. You may all have a story like I have with that. Maybe not to the extent. Maybe worse. If you do have it worse, please reach out to me. Um, shit, that'd be interesting to hear might even have you on the show but yeah i just wanted to get back into it talk to you guys a little bit i missed you i really did i love doing this um the reception has been really great other than me getting in my own head but that's part of what's changing now i'm reaching out gotta help so hopefully this means more episodes for you guys and back to the 
back to the ha-has because this also comes with me wanting to talk about sort of a not restructure of the show but as many of you guys know sorry i had to wipe my nose real quick as many of you guys know i have another show now i mentioned it at the top of the show this today but i do i now co-host drunk stoned and uninformed with wyatt newtson if many of you guys know he's a fellow drinking bro nooner listens to iconoblast with me too but yeah we started a podcast together it i said the name multiple times already drunk stone and uninformed but i'll say it again because i love it um <laughs> it's a politics show um for me i'm pretty right but at the same time i'm very very in the middle i would call myself moderate and not moderate republican if you catch my drift it's just i am tired you know what i'll get into it a little bit i'm tired of seeing the party i grew up respecting and loving and thinking we're the good guys pretty much become the bad guys before my eyes and not support freedom the way i support freedom that i always thought they did so that's what drunk stone and uninformed talks about why it's on the right i would say we're, we, we're pretty close to the center, though, both of us. Um, we agree on a lot of stuff, more than we disagree on. So it's a really good show if you like people who are drunk, stoned, and uninformed. <laughs> I'm sorry, I keep saying it. I'm a little high, and it just rolls off the tongue. But, yeah, no, it's a good, informative podcast that gives you some news about politics, the world, celebrities. but through a humorous lens, which we really all need right now. But I hope you guys enjoy that too, because we try to put a lot of love into this stuff. Um, I just want to apologize. I I know I keep apologizing to you guys, but I really am sorry for neglecting the show. Um, But I gotta, I gotta take care of me. So, because if I don't take care of me, there's not going to be a me to make these funny ass podcasts for you guys and interview these interesting people. So I want to say I'm not really going to be talking about politics on the show anymore. If you want politics, that's going to be drunk stone and uninformed. Um, this show, I'm going to sometimes try to do it solo like this. See if I can roll good. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this right now. I feel like I'm doing great. I don't know how long I've been going for. It's probably only like 20 minutes, but, I'm having fun. Um, it feels good to get back into this. I know I'm just sitting here talking to myself about stupid shit, but well, not really stupid shit. Everything I've said today, I really do mean. Um, thank you guys for staying around, sticking up with me. Um, oh, this motherfucker. Um, yeah, no, I just got hit up with my story about someone coming on the show. Um, but yeah, um, I want to try to get this to be a more comedy centric. Um, because we all need more humor. 
We really do. Oh shit. I always feel bad whenever I look at um check through my request messages because I don't okay. I'm a I'm gonna spill the beans a little bit. I really neglect the Wake and Jake Instagram. And I'm sorry. Um I need to post more. I really do. I know you guys look for memes all day and hope to see funny stuff in your news feeds. So I'm going to try to get into that more. Um, yeah, no, this is going to be a comedy show. Um, for those who know about like Ross Patterson revolution, that's really what I was going for on the show. When I started it, I wanted to be like him. I want to be like Joe Rogan. I wanted to be like uh, Tim Dillon. Um, yeah, no, I'll try to be your little saving grace. Um, but yeah, Tim Dillon, that's who I wanted to be like, uh, Giannis Pappas, all those guys that can just sit there and roll and be funny. That's what I wanted to do. And I feel really bad that I neglected the show for this long. and. Yeah, you guys are great. You really are. Um, not going to lie, I fangirled a little bit when some of you guys told me you listen because, damn, I thought, I, I see you guys as celebrities. Um, yes, I'm stupid, I know. But I <laughs> uh, think I might wrap it up. Let's see. Oh, yeah, this motherfucker. I know I've talked about it a little bit on Drunk... Well, not a little bit. Me and Wyatt have really gotten into it on Drunk Stone and Uninformed. But fucking Kanye. I'm really tired of his bullshit already. It's... I don't want to get too personal. Wait, I think I might have done that already. I don't know anymore, guys. Fuck. <laughs> This is the problem when you smoke as much as I do and are pretty much going through a manic thing and have to record another episode. But uh, if I haven't talked about it yet, I'm going to talk about it. If I've talked about it, bear with me. But what Kanye is doing is absolutely fucking disgusting. Um, I know personally... I've been in a situation with an adult in my life acting like that. Well, I'm an adult now, but I wasn't an adult at the time. Acting like that and being directly affected by it on multiple occasions with multiple different people acting like that. And I'm going to say it, the only victims in this isn't Kim, isn't Pete Davidson, isn't Kanye. It's their fucking kids. Like, come on, man. If you love your fucking kids, stop. Seriously, fucking stop. Because at the end of the day, you're not hurting Kim when you act like a fucking fool. She's not, oh my God, I need to take him back. I need to take him back. Oh, if he doesn't stop. Oh, oh, if he stops, I'll take, if he stop, I'll take you back. I'll take you back. It's not going to be like that, Kanye. Because 
in reality, if he was a normal person and not Kanye fucking West, he'd be sitting in a jail cell right now for how he's acting. Because that's exactly what happened to the adults in my life when it happened. Because stalking your ex, harassing her and her current boyfriend on social media, and just acting like a fucking fool isn't going to fucking make anyone love you anymore. I know when I was a toxic little kid, first learning how to date and how to love, I did some shit where I acted like an idiot. We all do. We all act toxic at some point until we learn not to be like that. But Kanye is 40 fucking years old, I think. He may be older, maybe younger. I don't fucking know. But he's over 40 at least, I think. You know what? Let me look that up real quick so I don't... I'll look it up so I don't get it wrong. How old is Kanye West? Or yay. I think, or is it yay? Yee or yay? I don't know. I don't give a fuck. But, okay. Yeah, he's 44 years old. He is seven years younger than my father. And he's acting like how someone in middle school would act or high school would act after being dumped. Like, I get you love her. I get you have children together. I get that's your family. But if you really care about them, like I said previously, that's not how you'll act. If you cared and you loved them, you would let it go. Because I mentioned this previously. The only ones being affected by this are the children. It's helping Pete Davidson's career. It's helping Kim Kardashian's career. Maybe not helping Kanye's career because it seems like everyone's getting pretty fed up with him at this point. But still, it's not helping him. Like, <sighs> I don't know. There's a lot you could say about it. But that whole new music video where he pretends, I think he kills Pete Davidson. Yeah, animated Pete Davidson being buried and fucking um, kidnapped. Come on, guys. I don't know. That's something that hits real, real close to home for me because like I've mentioned previously, I have been in a situation like that with a toxic adult. And it fucked me up. It made me think that certain things in relationships were okay. I know they're not now. But he's demonstrating to his daughter and his sons that it's okay to act like this. For daughters and son. I don't know how, what, what gender their kids are. But like I said, he's just, just demonstrating that this kind of behavior is okay. And it's either demonstrating that this kind of behavior is okay. Or he's making his children fucking hate him down the line. Because that's the only two options he has right now. Either his kids are going to side with it when they're older. Or they're going to be disgusted by it. And I hope it's the first one because. <sighs> Wait. I don't hope it's the first one. I hope they're disgusted by it. 
because we don't need any more toxic people in this world doing toxic shit. I know I myself am guilty of it, but honestly, I've only been toxic lately because I'm depressed. Um, I did some house. I, I know I mentioned that at the top of the show, but seriously, get help, Kanye. Reach out. I know you don't listen to this, but just putting that out into the world may get some. What's that law of attraction? I say, therefore, it shall be. But I don't know. I feel bad for those little kids. But with that, I think I'm going to wrap it up. Um, you guys know where to find me. At the Desert Hippie underscore is my personal Instagram. Of course, Wake and Jake Podcast is the show's Instagram. And my new show's Instagram, which seems to be doing very good and is probably going to end up surpassing Wake and Jake, which I don't mind at all because that's the, that's the show that means a little bit more because it has a particular niche. Unlike this show, the show is just sort of random and yeah, it's bullshit. It's, it's my podcast that I'm learning how to podcast with. So if you guys listen, I enjoy it. I love you guys. But oh, yeah, sorry. The Instagram for Drunkstone and Uninformed is at Drunkstone and Uninformed. Um, if you don't know how to spell uninformed, look it up. I'm not going to spell it out for you. I'll put it in the description. But yeah, with that, have a good night. Stay lit. I love you. Bye-bye.